Hello and welcome to season two, episode six of the Black Women Working podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Chantelle is really being an op today. That's all I'm going to say about you. I just want to thank everyone for listening. How is everyone? Again, excluding Chantelle, because I had to exclude you last time. Workplace bullying, that's what I say. Told, how are you? I mean, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm very well. <laughs> You're very well. <laughs> You're very well. I'm done too. Rachel, how are you? Alright. And today, no, joking. Chantelle, how are you? If it looks like an op, walks like an op, you know then what? it must be... An op. I'm yeah. not familiar with that. Juice, this is that's a J Hoss. J Hoss. Stop aging yourself. Oh. Just listen to a bit of capital <laughs> extra every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Capital, you know, the shade. <laughs> okay. okay. And we also have the lovely Fumi here with us again as Hi. our guest. Thank you for Hello. joining us. Happy to be back. Okay. Just as a quick reminder, please follow us Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Do we have a TikTok yet? I'll be nice on my you know. That's true. We don't have no TikTok, but um, yeah, before people uh, get our Rachel dancing up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Our at is at BWW Podcast UK, and please use our hashtag, hashtag BWW Podcast UK on social media. Just a little reminder to please subscribe to us. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts. Anywhere else? Spotify. Spotify. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe so you can get our alerts every time we release a new episode. And also please check out our website. That's www.blackwomenworking.com. Is it .com? No, it's .com. Yeah. Sorry, www.blackwomenworking.com. Yes. That's our newly updated website. Okay, so we are here to discuss a very interesting subject. Um... I feel very subject. I feel very passionately about it. Is the bee in Bane? Why is everyone looking at me? How do we feel We're about that? We're waiting for you to continue. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Today has not been a good day, the guys. Like someone at work's bane. trying to destroy me. So just bear with me. I told you what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Give me a LinkedIn. Let me ruin it. <laughs> I told you already. What's her app, fam? No. That's it. Um, the quote of the day. <laughs> the quote of the day is Emma Diabry, and her quote is, I do not identify with others on the basis that neither of us is white. Um, and so just a little bit of background before we jump into the town halls. The reason we wanted to have a chat about this is because I feel like as the diversity conversation becomes more popular, especially conversations around ethnic diversity, it was just interesting to kind of get an understanding of why we seem to have these kind of acronyms or phrases that effectively lump all people from ethnic minorities together and also to figure out how that actually works for or against black women in the workplace. So um, for those who haven't listened to a podcast before, every time we discuss a subject, we always like to get a range of opinions. So we sat down with 10 black women to discuss a various broad spectrum of subjects. And here's what the town hall ladies had to say about the bee in Bain. Well, if we start, if we look at the term BAME and its origins, I think it, it, it arose initially in the 70s, um, you know, with the backdrop of the Windrush generation, those from Asia coming in the 70s as well. And blackness wasn't necessarily denoted to black people as we would understand today. There was a political term black, which encompassed Asian and other people in the UK at the time. So I guess 
for then it served a purpose because the um, racial discourse was different to how it well, it's questionable, but it was there was a different racial environment at that time. Right about now, when we when we speak about BAME and BAME groups and that stuff, what we, I think what people are really talking about are black people because. In my experience, and I'm, I'm happy for people to, to interject and disagree if, if, they, if they feel so, Asian people do not like to be termed um, BAME, in my experience. The term minority ethnic, what does that mean? It, 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 it's nonsense. So what we are really talking about is black people. And without black people, and particularly black women, this whole idea of a BAME movement, BAME, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't exist. So what we are really doing is talking about black people. And I understand for the purposes of establishing, um, I don't know, employee network groups like I have in my own firm, we have to use an all-encompassing term. And if you choose to use BAME, if you choose to use multicultural, whatever it is you need to do, then yes, do what you have to do. But in, in, when we... Um, speak about the reality of, of, of this baby, we are speaking about black people. And the problem that I have with it is that it has a connotation of disadvantage um, and otherness. And that's not to say that we don't have the struggles. We're all very aware of them. Um, my grandparents have the same struggles. We, we, we ain't really moved on. Yes, we're fortunate to be in places of, you know, banking, media, solicitors, whatever it is that we're doing, but the struggles are still there. They haven't really, really changed. And that's because we constantly are sweeping things on the carpet. We use terms like BAME to, 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 to denote racial, um, that's the word I'm looking for, issues pertaining to race in the workforce and society. But, what we, but when we use it, I think what we are really talking about black people, and I think we shouldn't be afraid to separate ourselves from that. And now I think the, the problem is that, so part of the problem is, is numbers, and I don't think a lot of people are confident enough to say, do you know what, we are just talking about black people, we are just talking about black issues, because we don't want to see the, like the rebellious ones, because we, we, we all know we've got stereotype described to us galore and you know you, you speak too loud you're a problem you're aggressive you know you're rocking the boat but i think if we really want to progress i don't i'm not sure and i i i strongly believe that this bame thing doesn't work and if we are talking about things in relation to black people we need to be very explicit it's for black people and those belonging to the asian or the minority ethnic group can do what they want because there is no alliance it's us driving it we're the forefront of it. The problems are mainly pertaining to us. So let's just call it what it is and just be black. Yeah, I totally agree with what Keon said. I also work in the legal sector. And for me, the BAME or BAME um, kind of context, to me, that it makes us the other in that, you know, environment when really we're not the other, you know, we're, and we're trying to make it more... Um, you know, common for us in those spaces to be seen. So this whole idea of BAME, I don't personally think it serves much of a purpose, to be honest. It's kind of similar for me, again, obviously it's my, only my opinion, but the whole Black History Month, and I know obviously that's very polarising for people, and I, I must admit my firm does try its best to kind of, you know, use that as a positive thing and highlight, you know, positive things that black people have done in history, but... At the same time, it creates this kind of other otherness and kind of second, you know, thoughts. We're not kind of 
part of history when we've, you know, paved the way in a, in a sense for a lot of countries around the world in terms of the history. Um, and it should be part of the curriculum. Um, but unfortunately, it's not. So for me, it's kind of a similar sort of thing. It's like, oh, it's just another thing that we have to kind of do. Um, but it's not kind of the norm or it's not commonplace, um, you know, seeing black lawyers in, you know, the workspace. So I think for me, it's something that does need to change. And to be honest, I think a lot of people in the workspace don't even really know what BAME is or what, what, what the purpose of it is. So I think it's kind of redundant or it should be going that way. Um, in the last five years since I graduated, I've, I've had like, I think I've had about four jobs. And in each place, I've gone, I've asked, okay, do you have, you know, employee resource groups or networks or whatever? I'm going to get in there nine times. In fact, every single time I've ended up on the committee, I, you know, like you said, driving it. However, what I find is, you know, I understand why you might have a, a BAME group. Um, but the reason I don't think it works isn't necessarily because black people are driving it. It's because actually, in my experience, it tends to be Asian people driving it. And they don't actually understand the same, like the issues that black people have. So because of that, I actually think there is, that's what causes the erasure. In my experience, I find that because they are driving it and they don't, you know, get it, then it's literally the same as a white person driving it. Like you, you, you don't actually know what it means, but worse still, they think that they do. So in my experience, you find that actually Asian people will, will say, oh yeah, we are kin and, you know, and, and we are the same and all of that. And it's just like, well, no, because my experience is completely different to yours. You know, you don't actually know what it's like. I get that you know what it's like to be an ethnic minority. And I know that that means, that, means something. It means that you do have, you know, some of those negative experiences or, or, you know, you are treated differently, but not in the same way that black people are. Um, and, and because of that, I, that's why I don't think it works. I think actually, you know, you have to have separate. Um, I've, I've been to um, uh, Black History Month events um, at different businesses where they do that, where they separate it, where you have a black network, you have an Asian network, you have, you know, a Latino network if you need it. And, and because of that, it is their own people who understand their own people, supporting their own people, involved in that kind of like mentoring and things like that, um, in a way that I think that actually it does better the business, it does um, better the people there. Uh, in my experience, putting us all into one, you know, nobody's really getting taken care of. Um, you know, in my, in my business, it's quite big. You know, our, our BAME group, has you know about 2,000 members but our committee um I'm one of like our, our committee is like 10 people and I'm maybe I think I'm one of two black people on it uh so I I almost kind of feel like I'm constantly just having to shout so that I can be a voice for people that look like me even though this whole group is supposed to do that um you know Black History Month we we put on a lot of events for our people and we did a lot of um, com stuff and even though I was only supposed to be involved in managing all the communications I had to jump and basically do it all because I was the only person who understood what this was about and why we were doing it you know um, so I mean I found myself kind of just jumping in and just doing it uh, because I, I just knew that if I didn't then someone who didn't look like me would and they would get it wrong so yeah so in my experience, it just it, we. I think that we just need. 
I think that there is a need for it. I think that these kind of networks, these ERGs, they really do support the people if they if it's done right. But I don't think it can be done right if we're all just lumped together as non-white. So you guys just go and do your own little kind of thing. Yeah, this is a topic really dear to my heart. I'm very mm. passionate about this. I hate the term BAME. Mm. I'm not BAME. I'm black. I'm a black female. And there is a big difference between a, being a black female and a black Asian. And you get treated differently in the workplace because of it. The first thing that comes to my head is even just hair woes that we have in the workplace as a black female. And I hope this hasn't been taken as racist, but like Sanjita doesn't get questioned when she comes to work with her hair. Do you know what I mean? But if I change my hair, have a different weave, have a different colour, have braids, God forbid had it natural, then it's a whole conversation that the whole office, maybe even company are involved in in some stage. And I, it just really infuriates me that BAME is even a term because what you're basically saying is not white. And if you're saying anybody that's not white, you're then putting white on a platform of superiority, which is not going. And it's, yes, we've got BAME and yes, we've got more movements and yes, you know, inclusiveness, companies are tick boxing and, um, you know, making the effort to be more diverse. But the facts, you know, the crux of the matter is if you're not white, you're not the norm. You're not seen as the masses and you will never be because there's still a distinction between white and not white and that really is the crux of the matter and that's the problem okay ladies so um that was really interesting to hear and i think kind of one of the main themes that i really wanted to discuss about was mostly was firstly about like where does b fit in with bame like is the black in bame do you think we're adequately represented do you think we end up getting pushed to the side what do you guys think well i think that as you said before, like, it's just a group that they've managed to lump together. Whoever pushes themselves forward the most will get the shine. A lot of the time I find it is Asian people because they're in that group and they are prominent in the workplace, so they push themselves forward the most. But I don't like being put in a group because I'm not the same as them. What they experience is not the same as what I experience. So I feel like that, bane. It's a no from me. <laughs> it's a no. But also, um, like, in terms of when you have diversity groups and such, I feel like the Asians don't even take part. So for the workplace, looking in, it's like, oh, yeah, we've got a BAME group and all brown people lumped together. But often, when you actually have these networks set up, um, only black people attend, in my in my experience. I've got a different experience. Me too. I've never been like at work all. one. So I've worked in like, so the last three workplaces that I've been in, I was, so I've been on the committees for the BAME diversity networks in various like roles. And it's always been kind of taken over by Asian people, in my experience. And I think that's just down to the fact that they got to the UK first. So they've been building for much longer than we have. And um, yeah, and then obviously there's the problem in the fact that we've been lumped together all as one. But my, I totally agree. I think I don't think it works. And I think one of the biggest problems is Asian people and black people, we have a different struggle. <clears throat> I'm not saying that they don't necessarily have one, but it's definitely to a higher... Ours is to a higher degree, I guess. And I think that there is this... My issue with it is that sometimes I feel like, in my experience, that Asian people will will try and then say that we do have the same struggle. I've literally seen it being yep, said yeah, before. Yeah. Okay, so you case. know, and it's like, no, no, no. You actually haven't got a clue what it's like to be a black person. 
Um, in the same way, I suppose I don't have a clue what it, what it means to be Asian, but it, there, you know, there are certain stereotypes, like more negative stereotypes associated with me than there are with them. Yeah, um, I agree. And so I don't really, I don't, I don't know how we're supposed to work together <laughs> to make the workplace better for people of color if we don't even within ourselves understand, you know, there is a hierarchy and unfortunately black people are at the bottom of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I get really frustrated with things like this because I just don't think like that, yeah, I just don't think that black people are listening to you. And I think that because of that, what tends to happen is the only time that we have a voice is in Black History Month. And then usually what happens You're lucky. is whoever is black, they just throw them the, the you know, the baton, even though they've ignored them the whole year. And then they say, you go and organise a bunch of stuff so that we look like we're doing something. And then they just take the reins right back, you know, come November 1st. Yeah. I think for me, the, the my biggest issue with the term has always been anti-blackness. So it's not necessarily the fact that the experiences of different people in those ethnic groups are different, but the fact that even within a BAME group, there doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be acknowledgement that people who are members of different minority groups are affected by... No, I, I don't want to say unconscious bias because I think that's a cop out, but are raised to believe and participate, not participating, but mm. and perpetuate the negative stereotypes about black people. Yeah. So you can be in a situation where you can have <clears throat> an Asian boss, and that Asian boss could believe and perpetuate negative stereotypes about you just because they're from an ethnic minority doesn't mean that they don't have any discrimination. Mm -hmm. And so when I have participated actively in a BAME group, I have really struggled with it because I felt like there seemed to be kind of like a tug of war in the sense of... My struggle's harder than yours, your struggle's harder than mine. Yeah, and I think that for me personally, the beef kicked off for me, this when I went wild, was um, when someone said they wanted to turn Black History Month into BAME History Month. No, no, And obviously it never happened, it never (coughs) happened... But I said, one, the fact that I even have to, in this type of environment, which is meant to be like a safe space, even explain why we're (laughs) we're not doing BAME History Month, to me was just like, what? And then the the decline of interest from the non-black members, some of the non-black members in the group, when I was like, we ain't finna do that, we're gonna do Black History Month. And some people were like, well, it's not for me, so, you know, I'm not gonna get involved and I'm I'm not gonna be supportive. And, And so... Mm. while they may, may not have said that you could tell by their actions that they weren't really you know pushing mm. it forward weren't trying to be involved and I agree with you that like it seems every October that's when the BAME group seems to really the black people in BAME re- really get wings get budget but then it's like you've got one month out of 12 to, to make an impact and then after that it's just kind of like it's not impact mm, no. it's just show up I yeah. think for me it was interesting hearing like at the town hall everybody's experiences with this because personally uh i was involved in like a bame or we called it what did we call it back then bma me or some some in uni and i've never been involved in anything um since that there's not been any opportunity i don't know of any such groups existing in any such workplaces that i've been in so you know i had a, i took a little bit of time to think about this and First thing for me, the idea of BAME to me is it, it's a bit like, I just think it's a bit like Struggle Olympics. Like like you said, it's a competition of who can prove yeah. they're, most oppress, they're the most oppressed. And so I think if it was available in the workplace where I am now or any other place, I don't think I'd really join it. I'd want to first investigate what it's really about and what its aims and its visions and what its goal is. And like you said, um, 
that point about anti-blackness is 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 something that's quite serious and something to raise because you know I find, unfortunately, like um, Asian people when they're going through things and black people are supporting them, like, yeah, thank you for the support, but it is not returned in mm-hmm. reverse. And I find that extremely disappointing and I don't want to be, I wouldn't want to be in any group where there's that sh- just that kind of one-sided reaction to thing. There's not that support. So you'll be screaming, bang, 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 bang. But when it comes time to actually prove tangibly that that's what you're about, that you're riding for us, you're rocking for us in the same way, it's not there. So I don't really believe in merging all of these groups together. I think we have different issues in the workplace and maybe we should just have all our separate groups, to be honest yep, with you. Yes. I know that sounds mad because there's loads it's of different not, I've seen it minorities there, I've seen but it, it just... Sometimes I think it just has to happen. But the thing is, was BAME even created by black people? Probably not. <laughs> Probably That's not. not. Created so by the white go. man, 100%. Of course, because so there no, you go. no person they all, of colour it, would decide it's, Yeah, that. it's not white, basically. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would That's rather it. they just say, like, I know this sounds wild, but I'd rather they just say they're not white group. Because that's that's <laughs> that basically what, what you're doing. Yeah. You're taking everyone yeah. who is not, and it's not even not white. Because if someone is like a gypsy or Romanian mm. and yeah. or Bolivian or some parts of Brazilian, and they look white, their struggle is very very different it's true. Yeah. from someone who looks like us. And so, I think I would rather. I know it sounds extreme. Just say the not white group or non-white, because I feel like trying to dress it up and like turn it into something that is not. Is, is a bit of a cop-out because ultimately mm. a lot of the conversations you hear about why we even have a, like a multicultural group or that's another word that I can't stand mm. or a group of all ethnic minorities is the idea that there's not a critical mass. So for example, in my law firm, I don't think it would have worked to have an Asian group, um, a black group, mm. um, a Chinese group. Um, do you know what I mean? I, there wouldn't have been the critical mass. It would have been like five black people doing one group five Asian people doing one group. So I could, I get from a purely capitalist, mm. efficient yes. way, especially mm. financially, why you would group everyone together. But I feel genuinely that really and truly it's a cop-out because ultimately they might put the B, the, the B first, but I think it's just when you have the situation where all statistics are broad brush across the progress of BAME, really you have one group, you have a few groups that meet the targets and overperform and that is mm. used to kind of... Prove that there's over, been progress. Prove that there's yeah. been progress. Yeah. When really, there hasn't been mm-hmm. progress because you still don't have any black people in management. Mm-hmm. You might have mm-hmm. one Asian person, yeah. but you don't have any black people. So mm-hmm. for me, as a black person, seeing an Asian man on a board doesn't actually anything. give me yeah. any yeah. comfort. No, so no life kind of at all. A smokescreen exactly. and comes a way of not dealing with like the intrinsic institutional issues yep. that yeah. are very present. Yeah. Pushing everybody together, it suits them. Mm. Yeah. Just Can you right. imagine, though, that it's a very arrogant concept, to be honest with you, when you actually deep it. The thought that if it's not white, it's fame. Yeah. Oh, like, that like just the so idea of that is very, it's quite repulsive. And you, you've got to think about it as well. When they've done that, they've literally thought to themselves, OK, if you're not white, you are likely to have some kind of struggle. If you have some kind of struggle, that means you'll have the same goals. Mm. which is insane because we don't that's literally part of the reason why these things don't work because ultimately we actually have different goals Mm. so if we have different goals that means we have different targets just like you said there's no way that putting it all under bay means that you can prove that you've achieved anything and more importantly it means that more likely the people that are under the different letters aren't actually achieving anything i mean it's a good point you made about like gypsies and you know they get thrown into that latinos get thrown into that it makes no sense I don't like how how can they 
And then also, they also, you know, now, and they also throw people, Eastern European people in that too. Oh, yeah. That's now like, no, just, please, they're not. They're it not just, English. English. what are we doing? Literally, it's just not English. But Which they have a completely different struggle, and I feel like they need to be given the their space, own, yeah. yeah, their like, own platform somewhere absolutely. else. Yeah, because I feel like what happens as well is that then I'm in a situation where I am having to then re-justify my struggle to mm. other ethnic minorities. So not only am I having to then convince my white colleagues, I'm then having to re-convince the ethnic minorities mm. company. Cup, colleagues who want to jump in and be like well you know this and well you know that and it's like Russian Olympics that's what it is it just gets a bit mad for me personally if we're not going to have this I know you guys have touched on it like gently but what is the solution because I know that we keep we now using the term person of colour but to me that term is even I don't like it it's like what do we say everyone's a person of colour I just don't even think I'm like there's a need for anything yeah what is the purpose of these groups like, I, I want to know the success stories. If there's a BAME group out there that has done something very tangible for its community... Well, in fact, no. Let me... I narrow it down to black people. There's a BAME group out, out there that has done something very tangible for black people in the workplace. I would like to hear about it. Because as far as like, I know, I know, there isn't... So, like, so maybe, maybe supporting their experience yeah. somehow in the workplace know. got us what? more job opportunities. So or, they, people have managed to get into senior leadership so positions. So they do provide or, that. That does happen. If, if you are in a group, I, I mean, I'll use myself as an example. My current, my current BAME group that I'm a part of, and to be honest with you, the main reason I stayed is because I found a mentor through it. Okay. So, okay, so yeah. And that mentor happens to be the sponsor for the group. So to an extent, it's kind of a... Uh, it's benefited. Yeah, you. it's benefited me. It's benefiting mm. her. She knows that I'm good, so I'm gonna make things happen, right? So she wanted to keep me sweet, and she kind of saw that I was an ambitious person. So she's like, right, she's quite senior. She knows that she can kind of help me get to where I, I need to be. Mm. So there, there are situations where you can do that. You, there's the networking opportunities it brings you. I mean, during Black History Month, I was going to all the kind of like, you know, yeah. events and things like that. Really great for my own profile, like meeting all these different kind of people. Um, one example of, of where it works, I personally do believe when you start to break those groups down and therefore we are now breaking into groups where we actually have common goals, I think that tends to work better. I've seen it work. I don't know, am I allowed to save companies if they're large? It's up to you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Facebook. So I went to one of their events and, and they have a black employee <coughs> network. Mm. So they don't. Fame mm-hmm. is completely just a no-no in that company. Okay, it's every a no-no. day they literally so have, and it now. and it was amazing. Like what are the just, goals? What are the so goals? it is things like supporting people to getting into higher, well, as in people of color, I suppose, getting into higher positions at work, uh, introducing them to other people of color, having forums for them to be open and honest about their feelings about certain things. Um, what else? Um, I think it's like it's about that. a common support because yeah. I feel like. So when I was at Mayor Brown and we had our BAME network, we had some very kind of like ambitious things that we wanted to do. So for example, we we were blocked, like block, a block, a block, everything. But we had some things that we really wanted to understand graduate recruitment and recruitment in general mm. and look at the figures. And we wanted to understand what was the disparity between the type of people that were applying, the type of people that were being put forward. Because what we wanted to do was effectively challenge it and say, why do you have a situation where 200 black applicants apply for training contracts, but you only let three through to assessment centres or interviews and things like that. And then I think what we were also trying to do was just provide a form where people could talk. But being a leader of a BAME network, I personally found quite stressful because one, not only did you have to balance the fact that you have so many different groups with so many different interests, but more importantly as well, 
is that I had to deal with things like, for example, where someone wanted to make a complaint because someone said someone should go back to Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, the person, my, you know, the auntie, because she is like my auntie, she's much older than me, coming to me, telling me, what am I going to do? How am I going to, how do we make the complaint? How do we do it? And I feel like the, the BAME group really was just meant to be your support network. So that when you got there, if you're a member of an ethnic minority and you wanted to participate and you wanted that support, you knew there was a group that you could go to where you could be heard and where you could speak about your experiences. Did we fight all the time? Yes. Did we get anything done? Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) Probably not. Did I have to shout and beep a lot of people? Yes. Was I exhausted after it? Yes. But it was beneficial in the sense of at least people knew they had one group they could genuinely come to. But I feel like, for me, the frustration was ultimately that people didn't care about the bee in vain. And then when you began to push, as a black woman, I'm obviously going to push my own interests. I don't, I don't care. When I began to push it, that's when it began to come a problem for everyone else. And that, to me, really was why I wanted to kind of talk about this and say, like, one, as black women, should we be participating in these groups? And two, how do you, as a black woman, when you're trying to push through, make your own work experience and the work experience of people that look like you better, how do you then balance... How do you explain that to other members in your group? And then how do you balance that with making sure that everybody else is heard? It's, I found it like... Um, I think if you want to participate in that, you should go ahead, but you should also understand that if you're in a network such as the BAME Network your um, efforts are going to have to spread out to other people. I I think it's kind of um, naive to think that you'd be able to push the interests of black people alone and that you wouldn't face any kind of resistance. You will 100% face resistance. So you have to approach it with a mindset of, okay, do I want to be a leader of this network? Okay, yeah, cool, I want to be a leader. Understand that you're going to have to advocate for other groups, not just for black people. And if you want to push for black people further, you're going to have to be very just kind of cunning and subtle in the way you do it. The smartest person will probably not even put themselves at the forefront of that, but kind of sideline it off to somebody else that they can trust to kind of advocate like push that message forward otherwise it does look like you're being impartial and then it becomes that oh this is the babe network not the black network like do you know what i mean alternatively don't join and create a what was it the black yeah black yeah the black employee that's happening at my company right now yeah really let me join (laughs) i want to join i'm trying to i I got like so i found a friend of mine who she used to be part of the network she actually used to do what i did and obviously, I mean, there's just so much nonsense that goes on. So I totally understand, but she left, like, just pick race. And she turned a couple of other, like, black women, they've literally started, like, a black women network thing. And it is because of because of the things that go on in these BAME networks. I mean, like, it's it's that tug of war. It's that dismiss like dismissiveness of, of black people's problems. It's that, like, wanting to feel among as well, which I, that I just find just mm. as frustrating um so yeah i think i do i say all that i do believe that there is value in them i think that if i agree with you i think if black women wanted to join it that they should but ultimately you're absolutely right you can't do it by yourself i mean i've had a situation where something just horrendous happened to me at work and where i in a forum with a senior leader well literally the the this most senior leader person in my area of the business. Mm. Uh, I basically asked a question in an open forum mm. about about role modeling and what we're going to do to um, uh, push role models like of color into mm-hmm. into senior leadership. And he just 
guys spewing racist and sexist nonsense. He just, mm. he just, he was so flabbergasted by the question. Just that erupted. He just literally just started vomiting things out. Mm. He didn't, they didn't, their sentences weren't even like coming together. Yeah, like saying something about like, oh yeah, no, women need to just, the women in this area of the business just need to be more assertive. And he started saying things about like, oh yeah, no, we do 50-50 CVs, which is again about gender. It's like, I'm not talking about gender, I'm talking about everything else. And yeah, and it says something about like, oh yeah, you know, we we try and hire Asian people. It was just a bit weird. <laughs> but I and I kind but of they say went, it's unconscious bias, right? It, I mean, and I kind of I tried to to throw it into all of the channels. I was like, right, this has happened. If it just happened and it was me, I might have just gone to have a conversation with him and said, like, hey, you can't be saying things like that. Like I you know, I'm a comms person at first, as even first. Because he said it in front of people, I'm like, right, this needs to go through certain channels. Mm. I talked to the head of comms. Mm. Talked to HR. Mm. Mm. Went to the actual DNI because we have a full DNI. So wait, they, what were they DNI? saying? The diversity, diversity and inclusion. inclusion. Oh. Um, uh, we have like a whole area of the business that focuses on that, and they literally jobs worse. Mm. Yeah, because oh, those those people are always white people. Always. That's what I was going to say. I've never been. I don't understand where the that. DNI, you know, people are not white. Because you know I've what it is, diversity and inclusion to them is more women in the workplace. Is, they don't, they don't break it down. Always. Any, any diversity and inclusion that. is more women in the workplace. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, the thing is, what about we become gender <laughs> is easier for them to talk about. Mm. They're too scared to talk about anything else gender is easy to talk about one because you they have wives and they have daughters mm. so they're like oh yeah i yeah. can i can you know relate to that but they don't really know any black people mm. they don't really know any asian people out of work so they feel or or disabled people all the time or lgbt, or LGBT people so so for them that those are the conversations they don't want to have because they mm. don't want to say the wrong thing or because they're straight up prejudice, they don't want them there. right yeah. so they don't they're bigots and they don't actually want you right. know that to come out so that's why they're like in nice these organizations easy. to maintain status quo. Well, that's me with my yeah. conspiracy. Cap I, but it's it's true. No, but it's, it's the not truth. I remember, like when I was at Mayor Brown, the lady's left now, but she used to struggle to say the word black, and I used to be like, "How can you be head of diversity? You can't even say black." Like I'd be like, "Do you mean black?" Yeah, you mm. know, like the, literally. The, this just reminds yeah. me. So of what so was she many saying? Would they would she be like, um, you know, someone, um, you know, yeah, um, they do that. Like, do you know what? Do you know the word I'm looking for? I mean, black. Like, <laughs> I once said this person of me. color to someone. Sorry, mm. and she literally said back to me the word colored. Like I was in the conversation. I said, "Oh yeah, no, because women of color." And she Hold was like, up. "Yeah, colored women." I was like, "Whoa!" But the thing is, do you know what? Not the was, same. Do you, know what was, do you know what was wild to me is I remember we did this um, this open day like you can't be what you can't see type thing. And, Where was um, this? At my old firm. Okay. And then HR must have tried to bully one auntie. <laughs> yeah, that works in HR. I've been like, it's not right that you're doing an open day and nobody white is running any of the um, sessions. Bearing in mind, wow. the open day was for children from ethnic minority backgrounds from the school in East London. So why do, sh- why do they need I'm, to be there? It's not over. So Bruh. auntie came to the meeting now and she was like, oh, you know, this is what they've said. And I said, are you dumb? I said, do you need me to go and talk to them? And everyone was like, oh, maybe we should let one white person why? do what? a presentation. Literally... These times, I'd really handed in my notes in it. So I, was like, I, didn't shit. I was literally like, are you dumb? Are you? I was going crazy because it's like, they can, like, this is my, my big, biggest issue with, with participation in these networks is that the people that are the, was it gatekeepers, mm. cannot see a situation where they are not fully immersed in it and it's yeah. not about them. Yeah. So it gets to a point where I feel like all of our efforts 
The fact they even created this term BAME, that is redundant. Okay, cool. But all of our real efforts to do something effective within those parameters, over we say whether we're going to work in BAME, we're going to create our own network, it always seems to need to get the co-sign, the sponsorship, the support mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of someone who is not part of that group. Yeah, and for me or the validation of someone that's not part of that group. And for me, that is the biggest issue. And that's why I said, obviously I said 2020, I'm not doing any diversity. But this is the reason, the main reason. If I have to, my existence as a black woman and my experiences have to be validated and justified to nine times out of 10, a white man, what is the point? Mm. This is why I'm not for the groups. Mm. I'm just like, I, don't, I just don't see the purpose. And maybe I can... Because maybe because I work in the public sector in schools, the, the um, staff are, are more diverse. Like, I don't actually struggle necessarily to find um, black colleagues. But I just feel like these groups are a tick box activity that then become a vacuum where, right, we've given them a space, they're allowed the, their office and some refreshments and then they can all get together <laughs> and they can complain amongst complain themselves it, yeah. and then we don't need to hear it. Right. Like, it's just a vacuum and as far as I'm concerned, exactly what you said, everything still is held by a gatekeeper. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we say, we want or we need, the person who holds the keys, the purse strings, whatever, they still have to agree. And like you said, we're still justifying. If you truly believed that... Um, there was a need. One, you just see the need for yourself. Like, you don't need a group to be like, oh, we've got a whitewashed senior leadership team. Mm -hmm. You can see it, deal with it. Would you need BAME input for us to all tell you for? If you think that the menu doesn't have enough rice and peas, then fix it. it peas doesn't, and rice, peas sorry, and rice. Peas and rice, jerk rice, whatever. <laughs> like, it doesn't... It doesn't it doesn't need a group of black people. If you can truly see the problem, would you would you need us? So go and fix it because at the end of the day, whatever I say, you have the power to say yes or no. And more time, it's no or struggle, struggle, struggle. After I finish complaining in the group and we devise strategy, strategy, all these good plans for you to then still say no. no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And that's Get out of the budget. Do you know what? <laughs> 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 it's out of our control. <laughs> <laughs> Not this year, maybe 2021. But what actually kills it for me and what what distresses me more is that you'll do all these things and then I feel like as black women we are always the ones to like proper just be like yes come on we're gonna do this and do this and fix this and mm -hmm. fix this and you know we can do it and then like there's someone who's their full-time job to be doing up diversity and they're coming to take credit for my my work that is it. It's madness. Do you know what I mean? Why is that even a job? No, but I think it does need to be a job in the sense yeah. of, like, from a pure HR perspective, like, there, do, there does need to be policies in place because it goes on diversity, a hot topic word, obviously, tagline, goes beyond just employees. So, for example, um, there are policies... Every organisation will have a policy in place about the diversity of its suppliers. Mm. So when we as a law firm sometimes sign up to new clients, if they're quite established, they'll send us like a sort of diversity survey and they'll want to know who works there and things like that. So there's all those little types mm. of things here and there um, that need that kind of pure HR input. And then also you need to secure the bag. You need to have a diversity policy. You need to have a, di a person responsible for diversity because ultimately especially the bigger the 
you get if you service a FTSE 100 client or you are a FTSE 100 company like there are certain tick requirements box. Box. Yeah, no, but that's box. what I'm explaining to you why box. the person's hired I'm not saying it's right sis you ask me a question I'm answering it I think but. diversity um, someone to be in charge of diversity is actually critical and that's completely different to having someone for BAME I don't think that's necessary but diversity 100% because there's so many people within the workplace even if, if we take race out of the picture we're looking at gender ability. we're looking at ability we're looking at um, orientation religion you need people that kind of are thinking of these in the back of their mind and ensuring that there is that balance and structure in the workplace so mm. I don't have a problem but with diversity not. look at the stats we threw up for um that what was the episode i can't even like, black women in the world i'm not saying yeah, this under, is under representation right so you have these stats and then we had oh only 50 percent of the FTSE 100 companies even care to release those stats and of those that did release those stats 21 percent still re- showed under representation all they're doing is flipping crunching numbers that they don't care to actually change but the thing is does but that mean we have a person there yeah mm-hmm. does that mean we still we just throw the baby out of the bathwater and have nobody because i do believe that people eventually people in these positions are making a difference and there are some companies where these people are making a difference and it, that diversity is a completely different thing to BAME network. I can't tell you that BAME to me is useful, but I've never really personally had an experience of that in the workplace. And from what you guys are describing, boy, I can live without that still. That's for real. <laughs> 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 it's not really going to add Y'all anything to my it. life. Yeah, but diversity, <laughs> yeah, that's a different thing. But that was kind of merged in this topic. It was about yeah. the BA, BNA whatever the, the hell being babe and diversity diversity i understand i understand um what it's meant for i understand the direction it's going for, for towards bame i'm not so sure in my personal opinion yeah like i said it's before no, no. i don't know if it's, it's necessary no, no. i just think i i I feel like obviously I'm slightly jaded because you get to a point where you've worked in different organizations and you've participated in um different networks and it's just like cha like I've had enough but I do feel like there is room for young black professional people to do well in these mm-hmm. networks because I have to be honest there are a lot of things that I learned in terms of participating in a network leading a network leadership skills um it gives you sometimes can give you like when he said like opportunities to meet the mm-hmm. right people that's how we met that literally took the word out of my mouth. I say, if it wasn't for the fact that I was head of the Mayor Brown Network and she was working the CBRE Network, we would never have met. Mm. So there are there are reasons as to why it is beneficial, and I think that if there's an opportunity for you as a young black woman to participate in order to increase your network, I would always recommend that you do that. But one thing that I feel like someone didn't tell me at the time. And something that I've always passed on and I continue to say is that in the most non-crude way, if it's not working for you, if it's the way I see, if it's not building your profile, if you're not getting credit from your line manager for the work that you're doing, if it's not more than just a putt piece on your appraisal, I would say just limit limit what you actually do. And that's it at the end of the day. That's yeah. the reason why I joined the uni one because I was like, oh, it's a VME network. I, I don't, don't know about uni because uni's wild. Because you're strong with ACS. No, no, no. But yeah. Were you different. too bad and bougie to join no, ACS? No, I, I, ACS see, ACS I know you black well. people. I was in it, oh, there was two? Yeah, we had oh, okay. ACS and we had... But remember, it's different things. ACS right. is Afro-Caribbean society. 
whatever that thing, Bima, that's what it was called, sorry. Yeah, it was <laughs> Black Bima? Ethnic Minority Association. <laughs> Although, to be fair, the committee was like, we was all black, to be honest with you. And then <laughs> those were people that rose up against the ACS. <laughs> and actually, you know what? We actually did like productive things, like we organised like um, blood drives on a um, university. Oh, that's very important. Yeah. That's Stuff like that. So, you know, I can't throw that experience all in the bin, but I do remember <laughs> being very frustrated at the time that we couldn't really get anything done. But to be honest with you, I don't know if that was due to our dynamic as a group in terms of working with each other and just being generally a bit disorganised and just like... And you're quite young at or, the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Or due to the actual organisation itself. So, yeah, like you said, there are advantages for it. And this world, you know what, this is real life. Sometimes you just enter things and you do it to get the tick mark, you do it to get the grade, put on your CV and go where you need to go. So if that's what you need to do, do it. Don't tell anybody about it, though, because the wise person (laughs) doesn't let the left hand know what their right hand is doing. You love that phrase. I do, because it's a a phrase for life. It applies to so many things. But, yeah, like Natalie said, it can open the doors of opportunities to take you in different places. So, you know, if if you're if you if you're a little bit insincere with it, I mean, don't be like blatantly. No, insincere I don't think you should it. be in. I don't think that, you should yeah. be insincere, but I think there should be a measure because I think yes, ultimately that's the right word. And this is the thing. This is the thing that comes up again. Is we we are raised as black women to I believe do personally yep. to do the most and of to course. be activists. So what will happen is you'll have a BAME group and then you'll see that nine times out of ten is a black woman who is driving it forward, doing all of the work, whether or not they're getting the, the credit Thanks. is a different thing. And when we're talking about, I think, a strong theme for this season, as far as I'm concerned, is self-preservation. And maybe that's because I'm where I am <laughs> so in my life. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, because it's true. <laughs> self-preservation. I just feel like when I look back at the work that I've done in those type of networks, I was like, right, you were really out here doing two-hour <laughs> meetings, <laughs> two-hour meetings, working till 11 o'clock, you have auntie, this auntie that uh, someone beefed her, so she needs to come to my room and say, what am I going to help her put on the HR form? HR? This training... Contra- aging before her time. She sounded like a woman that's been but in the workplace true, for 40 years. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Well yeah. She's what? done happens. 40 years of work. But yeah. the thing is, this is and, this, and this is the thing, like, and, and this is why, like, we participate in these networks, but we always have to be measured with it because ultimately it's a second job and that's why I kind of brought up the thing about the diversity person because the diversity person will be like oh here's your budget for Black History Month deuces <laughs> and then the whole year you're out here no. beefing struggling having to find sponsor having to do that then they just looking want to take scraps. you looking for scraps mm. and they just want to take you to like industry wide things like every five minutes says, do you want to come to this in this round table on this so you my diversity person Boring. can come with me and then just let me speak and then you're just there grinning grinning and putting it on your appraisal about the impact that you're making so it's like I say all of that to say this at the end of the day like it was good because it built my confidence and it built a certain level of skills, but it was bad in the sense of that there was no... I didn't have the support that I needed directly from the head of my team who was like, every day, bam, 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 it's too much, it's too much. But more importantly, I feel like I overextended. Mm. I feel yeah. like I overextended myself. Mm. And now I've left and what is the network doing? Nothing. Mm. That's what that's happens. The, that's another that's big thing. Struggle. Because you put so much into it. And, and, mm-hmm. and like you said, black women, we will just, that's all we do. Every single thing every we day, do. Every day, most, all, most, we've most. We've all been that we have to be the best at everything Some we do. So, of course, even though you might be the best at your job, you don't have to be the best at this second job that is mm-hmm. a voluntary thing. Um, and you will push, push, push. I have a big thing, whereas I'm I'm starting to learn. That's a new, that's my own 2020 thing. I'm taking all of my coins. I'm taking all of my accolades. Mm-hmm. If I did it, I did it. Mm-hmm. But I used to be all, oh, you in did the background. It, oh, well, you know, I don't want to make 
us. But yeah, I did all of the work, no. but it's fine. Don't don't. don't I spearheaded this And I was movement. literally because yes. in this, I was I was literally on burnout last year because yeah. I was doing all this stuff. Um, I, I only had one other person work with me, Asian girl, who I thought was my friend, but who I learned she's not. Oh, and oh, literally, and literally, I would. She was not doing any work. I was doing all of it. Mm-hmm. She would, she would sit there, and everybody would be like, "Oh, for me and." Oh well, well done to you both, and I would just be smiling like, oh yeah, no, I like mean, yes, that's okay. Yeah, she can have the well done. At least they said well done to me too, mm-hmm. and that kept happening and happening. And, and I would literally try and subtly tell her because we were friends, because I'd known her for years before, and because it wasn't even the first network that we had worked together on. So I was like, mm-hmm. hey girl, mm-hmm. hey, um, so it just seems like I'm doing most of the work. Hey. I did notice that, like, you know, you did say that you were going to take this part on, but I'm kind of still doing it. This. And I and she'd be like, oh yeah, no, it's she'd be blaming like the head of the group, like as if he's the one who told me to do. It. I'm like, no, 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 but it's still kind of you that's not picking. You're know, better than me, boy. And then it, yeah. I literally just lost it, like, and it did took me until Christmas time mm. where she did something where somebody in her team wanted to send something to our members, and this girl literally sent it to me to send to people. I said, the time it took you send me that email, Are you, you could have done girl? it yourself. I was absolutely fuming, and she was like, ah. Oh, well, I've noticed then she what she do? She pulled in she pulled in the everyone she could find mm. doing CC walls, talking about mm. oh well I don't like the tone of your email. Of course. You know, it's it would only have taken a couple she's not my friend anymore. It would only have taken a couple of, of you know, I know it wouldn't have taken you time to do it. I said, God, I told you I'm busy. I have a whole ass day job. You don't pull your weight. I'm not doing this with you anymore. I haven't heard from her since, which is fine for me. Good. But <laughs> I said, No, I'm not doing it anymore. Because you cannot just be riding the coattails of black women your whole life. Mm. I can't do it. They will gladly do it. They will gladly. Gladly, yeah. this whole thing with that head of thing, so um, that head of my my business, I was yeah. I was pushing it, pushing. It. I went to HR, I went to comms, I went to no everyone I could do. Nobody was backing me. Everybody in that room was silently messaging me, talking about, "Wow, it's really messed terrible. up that he said that. This is really terrible." I, you know I can't believe he said that. I would have actually screenshot those messages and see it's not just me. It's just not just <laughs> in my head. No, like because I feel like. Got to be savage. This year, like you're t- everyone taking coins. Me, I'm just saying how I feel on email. None of this. <laughs> oh, further to no. Where is it? Mm. Do it now. That's me. Like, I but that's me all the time. But yeah, you guys but... don't like it, do you? <laughs> yeah, but when you do it to me, I don't like it. When you do it to me, I don't like it. Yeah. When you do it to me, I don't like it. I'm taking all my I don't hands. like it. I'm just like, oh, the, t- the, the tone. See, what's your tone? What she says to me, like, this tone, like, this I, tone. Just, I didn't like the tone of yeah, what but, you said. You know what I mean? We're on the same team, innit? I'm talking about people <laughs> on the other side. I'm trying to throw oh. grenades up, but it's true. Like, no one's eating up. So, what makes anymore. for successful BAME groups? How right. do you stay positive if you are, like, in a network and, and wanting to write this? First of all, yeah set an internal boundary I feel of what you are going to do and what you are not going to do and don't get taken for a dickhead the end period <laughs> no, I don't even have anything to add because other people can add on I feel like don't overextend yourself say to yourself I can only give this network X amount of time and if you say you're going to do something just do it if you haven't done it when the person comes sends one of those Tolu warrior emails yeah <laughs> just accept defeat and just apologise that's as far as it goes with me alternatively don't do don't do, just don't do anything set your boundary or don't do anything because when you are in the middle then that's when life becomes very political for you I feel okay. what do you think I think you know you don't there's always this kind of thing and I think again it goes down to the fact that black women we have to do everything you could just join the group. 
you don't have to be on the network. This is what I was going to say. You don't have to be out here doing all the fighting. You can just be involved in your own way. Like, I say all that knowing that I never do that. But, <laughs> you know, that, that is an option. And there's, I won't lie, last year there were many times where I was like, look, I'm out. I can't do this no more. Um, you know, I stayed, to be honest, I stayed because I finally started to see benefit. When I got that mentor, that changed everything for me. Because it's like, right, okay, I know what I'm doing here. And, and you know, that girl just disappearing off the face of the earth Good. that also helped because then it was like cool i'm running this and we're doing it my way as opposed to oh the two of us are doing it together even though i'm doing all the work and she's taking credit i think i think yeah you don't have to that's what i would say you don't have to be on the network not everybody needs to be at the forefront of the fight because like you said it's a lot it's not just you we're talking about dealing with the employees but but the gate dealing with the gatekeepers is the worst thing because they're the ones who be encouraging you, smiling in your face, talk about, oh yeah, you know, it's so great what you're doing. And then when you want to do something new, they're like, oh, you can't do that because X Y. Oh, there's no budget. It's not. Not everybody needs to deal with that. You don't have to deal with that. Sometimes you can just be a part of the process. You can email the your committee members and your committee or, or whatever and tell them your ideas. You don't necessarily have to be the one to push it all the time. Even telling ideas is too much. I just can't wait. If we get a network at my work, obviously small, but I'll just turn up and be like, oh, this rice and peas is nice. Oh, this biryani is nice. Oh, you guys did such a good job. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, don't worry, I'll make a rum punch. That's what, I did. That's what I did for the Christmas party. I made rum punch. That was my contribution to diversity <laughs> at my law firm in 2019. I contribute with my different wigs. That's not, I can't even. Do you know what? You're not serious. You're actually... You're banned from Black Women Work. You're actually banned. But no, I think um, more importantly as well is just make sure that it works for you. I feel like we kind of... Because it's clear when you're participating in these networks, some people are just, I say, doing diversity with jazz hands just to promote themselves. But in this life, you really have to deal with the the cards you are dealt and I feel like if we're in a situation where participating and advocating advocating for diversity oh, this sounds so terrible but it, if it's going to give you some type of advantage everything around being uh, I personally feel like being a black woman really is automatically a negative in the workplace I feel in terms of stereotypes how people feel about you the numbers automatically work against you if there is any possible way that being a black woman actually works in your favor you should lean into it and exploit it and so for me I'm very much and I've had a heightened awareness especially in my last role about the fact that I'm in a really really unique position because there aren't a lot of senior black women lawyers in the city mm. and so that has afforded just by me existing has afforded me to be put in a lot of positions that I would not normally have been put in if I was white because I'm black and that's really because the statistics are trash and they need someone who just looks non-white a token yeah exactly however that has worked sometimes in my benefit you know, if it's mean that I'm going to get access to certain clients and certain people because of the way I look, or if it means I'm always going to be put on the pitch document, that's good for me. Now, what I need to do with that is make sure, obviously, that I actually get on the work. That's a different story for a different day. But mm. if, if participating in a BAME network is going to help you raise your profile mm, across yeah. these, especially these massive, much bigger organisations, these banks, these other places, Facebook, Yahoo, those companies then part of me feels like, oh, it's so... To say it, but 
just do it because ultimately mm-hmm. you're going to be advocating for a position which is hopefully going to improve your own life anyway it doesn't mean you just turn up you put yourself on the board and then every five minutes you're posting about events or anything that you didn't do on linkedin but just be aware that this could be an avenue for you to do something that you might be passionate about but also benefit yourself I know that sounds like a bit. Yeah, I think like, you sound like a bank consultant. Yeah, today. I think before yes. we like yeah, round pay up my finally, money then. run me my money then. Before we round up, finally, finally, I think one thing I want to say because I feel like this season we've kind of come across quite cynical with our um, conclusions and perspectives, and maybe oh it's gosh, not yeah, people. It's true, it's, it's true. But at the same time, I don't really care because that's based on our experiences, and we can't always sit here and say what people would like to hear. We're speaking from our experiences mm. and the things that we've been through. And so, like, I just want to say to anyone listening, it's perfectly acceptable for you to listen to this episode and disagree with the things that we're saying. It, this is what it's about. It's about having a discussion. This is just our twist or our interpretation of our experiences and, and what we've seen. And it doesn't mean that you have to follow it. If you found a better way, then pursue that path. Like, this is just a discussion. It's a way for people exploring, you know what direction they want to go in and what approach they want to make. Some people might not even have encountered these situations. Like, I haven't even come across these things. And I still don't know how I would deal if I went into a workplace where these networks were available. I think I'll just take it as it comes and kind of read the situation. So don't write us no email saying, yeah, I don't like what you're saying. It's not supportive of the community. Let the emails come. I was about Bring to say, them. I'd really be interested because ultimately yeah. it's about everyone. It's the way they put it across. Do you know, do you okay. know what I mean? Auntie, That's what I'm saying. It's the tone. Write me like a professional. On a serious note, like, I think it's, I would encourage more people who have a different perspective to actually write in because we will talk about it and we'll talk about different we'll opinions. Read it out, innit? Stop telling me to wind up. Because I you're can't talking. come and kill myself eventually. <laughs> Basically. That's it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> if we had to sum up an episode, so, I can't, can't come, come and kill myself. Oh, yeah. That we could say, you know, we could like do every episode, end it like that. <laughs> it's, true. So it's true. It's true. It's true. Boy. Okay, but um, Auntie Tolu is telling us that we Wait. have to. Every time. It's not my fault. <laughs> it is. Our producer sent us. Yeah, have guys, to blame up. her. Blame in her the comments. In it, you can at her as well. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> at me, at me. I'm ready. No, but on a serious note, um, I really hope this episode has been beneficial to you and hopefully encouraging, or just an opportunity for you to share with our venting. Um, mm. As always, please tell a friend. Tell a friend. If you disagree with us or agree with us, please at us on social media. Write an email as well. Write an email. Ha- well, after yeah, we love the email. Well, well I changed email. my mind. You persuaded me. Anyway, hashtag BWWPodcastUK <laughs> to carry on the conversation. And just a reminder that if you like it, please subscribe and please tell a friend to tell a friend. And I think that's it for us today. Yeah, man. All right, then. So Thank until you. Until next time. See Bye. You Bye. Bye. Bye.